Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming and exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched The Big Door Prize on Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus question mark. It's not even Thursday. (laughs) What'd you think? I thought it was okay. Yeah, I liked it. I think I might want watch more. I think I will consider watching more and then just break down and look up what happens. Or I'll watch more, keeping telling you how good it is. You keep being like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. And then you never will. Name one other time that's happened. Weird. The Weird Al story. I'm definitely going to watch that, though. <laughs> Definitely going to watch that, though. (laughs) Do you want to tell everybody what the show is about? Uh, It is a show about people living life when suddenly a machine shows up at a grocery store. Unannounced and unpaid for that you go in, pay it two dollars, give it your social security number and your fingerprints. (laughs) Definitely not a scam. (laughs) Definitely. It just says definitely not a scam. And then it gives you your quote life potential, which is just a card that has one to two words on it. (laughs) Designed to make you sad about all the things you didn't accomplish. I don't think that's true. I think that the way the show is set up, the guy just turned 40 I think that guy's going to be sad about it, but yeah. it seemed like, mo- and that's why he was afraid of using the machine, but just about everybody else that used it was super pumped about it. Yeah. Including the, the principal of that school who we never saw her car, but as far as I can tell, all it said was motorcyclist <laughs> because she's really into motorcycles now. Yeah. And there was one that said liar. Yeah, which is definitely going to be that. Well, we're. I think we're led to believe it's going to be that kid who says he doesn't didn't kill his brother, but it's going to turn out to be Chris O'Dowd's daughter. Oh, hundred percent. Do we know that that we don't know that that brother was murdered per se? No, but I find it odd that uh, Chris O'Dowd's character Dusty, who is a teacher at this school, opens that conversation by saying, "Like we." don't think you killed your brother or whatever. Like there was something to that effect that was just really, or no, it was the kid that was like, I didn't kill him. Well, (laughs) that's not a thing most people say. It it is in the context of a conversation where the teacher says, Hey, we're going to perform a scene from a play where somebody kills their brother. And I'm afraid you might be triggered because your brother died. I I guess I if there wasn't any consideration that something killed his brother or someone killed, like not just like an, a whoops accident, then I think that that teacher was being overly protective ah. to a significant degree. Like if his brother died in a car accident, I'm not sure I would say, oh, this there's brother on brother violence in this movie. I, you know, you might be triggered by that. I, wh- why? Be- because he died because it's got a brother in it. Cause one of them, <laughs> cause one of them hit the other one with a car. Oh yeah, I yeah, that's true. I do remember that about Henry. <laughs> the first was that what, what it was? We're doing Henry the Eighth. Yeah. Okay. So 
Chris O'Dowd is in this playing an Irishman uh-huh. named Dusty uh-huh. living in America. I've got a question about Chris O'Dowd. Okay. Can he just not pull off an American accent? Because it feels like they really badly want to put him in stuff. And if they do, they have to make an excuse for why he has an Irish accent. Bridesmaids in this. In in Bridesmaids, did they bother giving an excuse as to why he had an Irish accent? <laughs> no, they just addressed it. I think he was. it was basically like, what, that doesn't mean I can be a cop or something like that. But they pointed it out. They pointed it out in this show for sure. I don't remember them pointing it out in Bridesmaids, but like... Oh, they do. Yeah, I don't think he can pull... I, I think if if they... I, honestly, I would much rather they do this than what they try to do, which is get fucking Benedict Coomersnatch to like fucking... Yeah, to try and do an English accent and just sound like he's got a mouthful of marbles when he does it. Wait, What? In other movies, I, I I don't understand the importance on making actors do an accent other than their own natural accent when the character doesn't require it. But isn't Benedict Cumberbatch? He's British. British. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm talking like Doctor Strange, for example. He's got an American accent. Why? I, he could be Doctor Strange and have a British accent. Who gives a shit? I find that very annoying. I would find it much more annoying if they tried to get Chris O'Dowd to do an American accent rather than it did feel a little like it was an important character choice that he moved over from Ireland or whatever. But functionally, it didn't matter, did it, that he had an Irish accent? No, it didn't matter. I just think it's weird that they'd keep putting him in things uh, and he just has an Irish accent the whole time. I think, I think that you're a little racist against Irish a... people. Like, what? <laughs> no, I just think that Chris O'Dowd should talk like me all the time. Uh-huh. That's it? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look up and see if he's done anything with an American accent, and then we can laugh at how terrible it is, because that's probably why they don't want him doing it. Uh, I'm not going to watch this 15-minute video, but here's a 15-minute video of Chris O'Dowd talking about how he's frequently just Irish in American shows. <laughs> <laughs> yes validation <laughs> see even Chris O'Dowd agrees with me you just it disgusts me oh it disgusts me you don't seem so fucking disgusted when you're spending my money that's him doing an American what, accent come on what the money is irrelevant is? to you that's bad <laughs> that's what I'm saying <laughs> yeah that was really bad he just keeps that Irish accent in the back of his throat and tries his hardest to not let it go, <laughs> not let it out. Yes, a hundred percent. So I agreed with Dusty, um, and I'm so glad that he brought this up. Which is why did this guy not care about this machine showing up in his store? If five pinball machines showed up in his store, he'd want to know where they came from. Yeah, if for no other reason than to. Uh, ensure that somebody's not going to come asking for money for something he didn't order. Number one. Number two, he's used this machine so he knows what it's fucking asking, which is the social security number of all of his patrons. <laughs> Why a single person did that, I don't know. Yeah. Three, could be terrorists. Probably is terrorists. You think so? What if it's space aliens? I definitely uh, 
one of the first lines I wrote in my notes was aliens definitely sent this. I've got a different theory, but I'm going to save it for when we write episode two. Okay. Do you want to write episode two? I think we have to. Okay. So episode two opens up. Big, beautiful landscape, woods, trees, lakes, all sorts of things. We're really setting the scene here. This is unlike anything we've ever done for writing an episode two before. Zoom in, zoom in, zoom in to a cave and the side of a mountain. You see these really big footprints going into the cave. Uh Uh-huh. And then you keep zooming in. And then uh, you come up to a cave wall and it's like, what the heck? A cave wall. And then you see a furry hand reach it up and pull a rock. And then the wall opens up and you see a bunch of big feet and lab coats standing around a blue machine, inventing the Morpho machine and talking about how they're going to use it to infiltrate human society. How is that literally in any capacity different than an alien did it? Big feats aren't from outer space. But from a practical standpoint of what is being accomplished, which is infiltrating society and the fact that they are alien to our fucking society. How is that any different than what you just said when we said aliens? Um, Aliens are tiny and gray. Big feet are big and hairy. How do you know that big feet aren't aliens themselves? Mind blown. (laughs) You're right. Okay. You know what? This show yeah. did the bad type of w- one week earlier. Like opened it opened up with him yeah. standing in the machine with in his PJs trying to feed the machine and then did like the flashback thing. And that did not contribute at all to the show. You could have just started from the show and gone all the way to him at the machine in his PJs and I would have gotten just as much out of the show. I think that they were trying to set up that it was inevitable that he was going to use this machine. However, I agree with you that they did a just fine job of that through the entire rest of the episode in quote unquote present day or whatever. Right. As you watch him slowly, like not be able to break his obsession with this machine, you know, he's going to that machine. Exactly. Yeah. The, the fact that this is a TV show at all tells you that he's going to go to the machine. I think that this show could be written in such a way that he doesn't go to the machine. We still get, because frankly, him pulling his card, I was uncertain whether or not we were going to see what was on the card. We do see what's on the card by the end of the episode, which is teacher slash whistler. I guessed the teacher part. The whistler, I absolutely guessed as well. Oh, nice. If only because Jesus Christ, the amount of people that mentioned whistling and then also him whistling in his wife's ear right after sex was really weird. Like there's just a big deal. There's a lot of whistling going on. <laughs> and then he got. They gave him a theremin for his birthday. Which, honestly, he was a little confused by, and I would be confused by as well, but I think I would also be really excited to fuck around with a theremin. Yeah, theremins are expensive, dude. Anyway, back to my point. I think this could have also been an interesting show where he never checked his... Because it would... Yeah. Functionally, what this was all setting up is that he's somebody who is afraid of what his potential could have been. He's afraid of thinking, like outside of being a teacher and a whistler yeah um and we could have accomplished the same thing by him never going to the machine and pulling his card yeah would you use this machine 
I think my arc would be very similar to his, but for different reasons. I don't think like I I don't believe in magic. <laughs> and that would feel like pseudoscience in a lot of ways. So you just got to open your heart up to the impossible. No. I'm good. I'm good with just the possible. <laughs> okay. I'm revising my answer. I would have a similar arc to him up until the point where that machine asked me to enter my social security number. And I'd say, no, fuck this shit. And I'd walk out. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. But, okay, let's assume in a more realistic world, it doesn't ask that. I, I would probably do it. And I'd probably have get the same response of just like, okay. But it would only be because literally everybody else is doing it. I'm a fucking sheep. So what do you think it would say? Sheep? Probably. I mean, in that case. <laughs> It, it wouldn't even say sheep. It would just say bad. <laughs> I don't know if I would do it too. I don't know if I would feel any differently about my life having done it or not. Like, like, what am I going to pull, get the card and look at it and be like, oh man, this, this show feels like it's trying to encapsulate the experience of the stereotypical, like midlife crisis sort of yeah. thing. And I've, always been somebody who doesn't who is afraid of that but doesn't resonate with it in any way i like i i so strongly don't resonate with it that it feels like if something like that were to happen to me like that i would have like a oh fuck sort of moment it would be sudden and it would be violent in terms of its onset not in terms of like i would become violent um <laughs> It would just it would it would fuck up my life somehow. So I have this part. I shit. I it's part of the reason I went to therapy, like a small part, but it's part of the reason I went to therapy over the last like six to eight months was approaching forty and thinking. Uh, You're forty now, aren't you? No. Oh, I'll be forty at the end of this year. Yeah. You know, approaching forty and just feeling like I I don't feel a sense of oh I really fucked up my life. I I'm somebody who has spent way too much money on a degree that I'm currently not using in the fucking slightest. And I still don't have a lot of regret about uh, my life or thing choices that I made, that sort of thing. Um, so I don't think I would have that driving me towards pulling this card. And I definitely wouldn't think, Oh, this is probably true. I should look to see what it is. So at that point, I don't know what my reasoning would be for pulling the card. Yeah. Other I, than curiosity and just to be like, all right, now everyone shut the fuck up. I did it. This is stupid. Goodbye. I, that is similar to uh, the guy in this show's arc because that's kind of the same, his same mentality to begin with, too. He seemed very content with his life at the beginning of this show. I did not get that sense. Oh, okay. I mean, he was whistling and smiling and stuff. He was playing somebody who was putting on a fucking mask. Of, mm. I mean, even on his birthday, there was just a lot of like, half snide comments that were made and that was on his best day. And then the next day we see all of that nicety of, Oh, it's my birthday sort of thing is stripped away. And he's just kind of a, a depressed mess. Why do all of these Apple TV plus shows have a troubled teenage daughter who's kind of sassy and swears in front of her parents? <laughs> Yeah. Um, Were you checking your notes because you wrote the same thing down? No, because I got I got a notification. Uh, uh, I was trying to figure out what it was. Your reaction was at least, yeah, I know. 
Oh, no, I agree. I had had that thought. Yeah. This is not related to the plot, but it is something that happens in the episode that I want to talk about briefly. I think it's a really cool idea to have an Italian restaurant where you have a gondola table. <laughs> you saw that, right? The, the table that was on yeah. the gondola. The, I just didn't notice the, that. The gondolier was moving them around the restaurant. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. Yeah. What do you think? So I, I know we've already written a very clear and coherent uh, second episode with lots of plot twists and turns, but I do have some unanswered questions that I would like your theories on. Okay. What do you think those blue dots are? He wakes up one morning. He's got three blue dots on his ass. And then days later, he's got more. But that that's as much as it, it has no bearing on the plot of this first episode other than him going, uh-oh. Here's what I think the blue dots are. Okay. He sleeps. He's a tummy sleeper, right? Okay. And he sleeps naked. The Bigfoots. They have to sneak into his bedroom and, like, uh, give him subliminal messages to use the machine. And while they do, uh, they sit down on his bed and uh, they don't wear clothes because they're, um, they're beasts. Yeah. Well, uh, that's beasts not but... Yeah, yeah. Beasts not fit to dwell with man. Uh, so they sit down on the side of the bed and... Um, like do the subliminal messages and um since they're not wearing pants or anything they accidentally get some of their dingleberries on them and their dingleberries are literal berries in this case <laughs> their dingleberries are blue because they eat a lot of blue stuff sure sure <laughs> and they have to like he they it keeps getting more and more because uh they have to keep going back because he's not using the fucking machine What's your next? What's your next question? You need an answer to. I want to throw my theory into this that I oh. thought of as you were talking because okay. I definitely wasn't listening to that insane rambling. <laughs> what if he's a clone and that's their way of marking which iteration he is? Because right. more dots keep appearing. So like, uh oh, this is the fifth version of him <laughs> because they had to kill the other one because like they got too many dingleberries on him. <laughs> You'd think that they'd um. Figure out a less conspicuous way of doing that. Like, I find it a little odd that he, could, he saw anything on his ass. Somebody could be writing f- full-on poetry on ass, and I would never see it. <laughs> um, other question. Why is whistling so important to this show? He gets his card that says that he's a whistler. His wife says or that his potential is to be a whistler. His wife says multiple times how good he is at whistling and uses that to justify getting him a theremin, which is weird. And then he's fucking surprised as hell that she can whistle. And that wasn't just like, oh, you can whistle. It was like, wait, did you just whistle? Okay. So is this like a world where like not everybody can whistle? It's like the giver. Not everybody can see color. Maybe that's why it's so important that he's a whistler. It's been a long time since I've read The Giver, so I don't know why it was important that some people could see color in that book. I've never read The Giver. I remember it being a good book, but I was also like eight at the time. Was everybody else like colorblind? Yeah, like nobody, if I remember correctly, nobody could see color except one person. Like there was some stereotypical everybody's getting an apprenticeship sort of thing and 
did like the Bigfoots put them all in a maze or something? Yes, absolutely. They they put them all in a maze. It was a post apocalyptic world. <laughs> uh, they, they put them all in a maze. They had to get out. Um, and it was all color coded, but only the giver recognized it. And that's why. The, oh shit! That's why the blue dots. Most people would that can't see color wouldn't recognize that those are blue. They would just think they were new moles or something. Oh yeah, that's why the priest acted so weird when he was like, "I've got blue dots on my ass," and the priest is like, "What's blue?" <laughs> and not the fact that he didn't say ass; he said on his rectum, which is very <laughs> that very is really wrong. weird. Okay, real answer: Why is whistling so important? Maybe this is a universe. Uh, you remember the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and Yondu had that like arrow that he could whistle and and make it fly around. Oh. Yeah. Maybe nobody can whistle. Maybe whistling's been outlawed. <laughs> if whistling is outlawed, his wife wouldn't be going around town going, My husband's a really good whistler. She she wasn't though, was she? She was just telling him all the time how good he is at whistling. Oh yeah. And then she whistles and then he's like, You can whistle? And she's like, Yeah. And then he's like, I think it calls the Bigfoots. <laughs> I was this episode of our podcast has been kind of incoherent, but in fairness, the amount of the the thing that steers me away from wanting to watch more of this show is it did kind of just feel like a lot of random stuff was happening. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It was really disjointed. I suspect that it's all in service of something that they've got a plan, but that's where I'm like, I don't know if I have it in me to watch 10 episodes of. Yeah. But then why is that any different than Mrs. Davis, which is definitely the same sort of thing? Because <laughs> Mrs. Davis had that scene where a nun got stabbed through the back with a sword that and was... then hugged somebody's head onto the sword that spoke through her chest. That, that absolutely <laughs> did engender a lot of goodwill in me towards that show. That's fair. If Chris O'Dowd had gotten stabbed through the, ch- the back with a sword and then stabbed somebody else with his chest sword, I would probably a lot more in. Did you see what this school's mascot was? No. Deerfield is the name of the city, and they're the Deerfield Hooves. That's awful. That's maybe one of the worst non-racist mascot names I've ever heard. I did notice that the principal was wearing a lipstick that was the same shade of blue as the Dingleberries. I noticed that as well. She was wearing a lot of blue, in fact. Mm-hmm. The, the lipstick, her jacket at the time. Her whole ensemble was blue. Do you think she's a Bigfoot in disguise? Clearly. I think that's the only natural conclusion you can draw from her wearing blue lipstick. What do you think's on his wife's card? I think it's related to the the scene where they where he asks if she's unhappy or whatever. She is very focused on, it seemed like doing a lot of arts and crafts sort of things. Mm. I think it's going to be, it can't just be artist because I don't think that that's enough to engender the sort of animosity or, or regret that she was expressing in that scene. But it's going to be something along those lines, like world famous artist or some bullshit. What do you think would be on my card? Podcaster. Slash Whistler. Thanks. I am a good Whistler. When I was 
getting ready for my friend Nicole's wedding because I was one of the groomsmen in that wedding years ago. Um, I was in a hotel room getting dressed and one of the other groomsmen was a guy that all three of us were in a band together in college and I was just idly whistling and he was so impressed by my whistling. He was like, why didn't we do any whistling when we played music back then? That would have been fantastic. And I still remember that compliment to this day. I don't know why whistling isn't important to me in the slightest. (laughs) Got anything else? I don't know. Want to wrap it up? Sure. Thanks for listening to the episode one podcast with Michael and Eric. You can check out our website. It's episode one podcast.com. Since uh, we no longer use Twitter, that's pretty much the only place to get in contact with us anymore uh, or comment on the episodes, that sort of thing. I am looking into, so they just recently added the ability to listen to podcasts on like the YouTube music app. And I was looking into that and it turns out you've got to put your podcast on YouTube. So I am looking into doing that. It wouldn't be a video format in the slightest. It would just be some static screen or whatever while we, while we do that. But I might do that. Could we get on TikTok too? I don't. I mean, we could, but I'm, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm thinking let's set a goal that you do one new TikTok a day for the podcast. TikTok I won't. Day. I won't do that because I'm not I'm not putting TikTok on my phone. <laughs> Are you afraid of the Chinese? I uh, Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Less so the Chinese and more just the like the people that are just totally comfortable taking all of your data and manipulating your time and energy yeah like the morpho people yeah like the more like the bigfoot yeah oh by the way i think one of the things that it's really doing is taking your social security number checking it against government records for your occupation or and things like that and like just building a quick profile of you and feeding you what you want to hear to what end to bring chaos to society so that the bigfoots can take over got it Okay. Another question that we didn't get to that I just want to pause it and we don't need to answer it. I just want like just end one to one to think on what happens if you go in a second time? Oh, dude, I bet we find out. I'm sure of it. I'm sure he'll go back. Oh, yeah. Is it potential of what you could have been or potential of what you can be going forward? It is exactly uh not said which is why all of this is right because like if i got it and got like nba player i'm 42 years old i can't be in the nba maybe Uh, oh maybe so i guess what i'm thinking is like if he pulled his tongue out and and chopped it off he's not going to get whistler again is he you'd have to go back in the machine and find out but I, I do believe that there's going to be some sort of chaos involved with that. Like somebody is going to go back in a second time after whoever got the liar card, for example, will tell the truth and then go back to see if their life potential has changed. And then it will have changed. And then that's going to lead to a whole bunch of people trying to fuck up their current potentials so that they can get new ones. And it's just all going to spin out of control. Yeah. And also having the potential to be a meteorologist means that you have the potential to be like a lot of other stuff too, right? Like that skill set and those things could probably transfer yeah, to, to be other a meteorologist. Jobs. All you have to do is be wrong about the weather most of the time. Ayo. <laughs> and what's the deal with airline food? <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you everybody. next week. <laughs>